world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, we have passed the salt. Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. You know, just like a good old football team, when, if, if you're any good at all, uh, we, used to, we used to tell our defensive guys always, fight pressure, fight pressure. In other words, if you can imagine on a, from a, a, foot, a football lineman, can you get a picture of a football lineman up there real quick or an offensive line? If you can do that, Spencer, you're, you deserve an A-plus this morning. I'll send a 20-cent donation to you, a little bit of a tip. Find a picture of a football player on an offensive line. And I'm going to show you. Well, so we always told them that. Oh, there you go. Good. That's that, that's the idea. Okay. Now these these guys here that you see right now, they're they are on offense. All right. In other words, their team has the ball. Well, on the other side is a defensive player. I don't know if you can see that, Spence. Maybe you can find us a defensive lineman. That's the center. That's the right guard beside him. The big butt out there is the right tackle. That's the way they go. But across the ball from them are what they call their defensive alignment. They line up sort of the same way, although although not the same. But the problem that you, that you have up on the offensive line, when these two guys are blocking each other, the guys who have the ball, they know where the ball's gone. They know what play's been called whether the ball's going to be running the six hole or the four hole or the, yeah, they're all numbered, but maybe I need to do a show on that someday. Show you how, there you go. There's, there's a great picture. The guys in the blue, they have the ball. So they were just in the huddle and the call and the quarterback called the play and everybody in that huddle knows exactly where the play is going to be run. Spencer, do you have a little pointer? So I don't, I don't know if people can, I don't know if you, do you have a little – okay, so look. You see, see the guy with the ball? Yeah, Spencer, good. See the guy with the ball? That's the center, all right? We're just looking at the blue guys now. He's the center. And then right beside him, you can hardly see it, is a guy who's called the right guard. Point, point on his helmet real quick, Spence. Show, yeah, there, there's the right guard. Where's the left guard? Well, he's on the other side of the center. So there's the left guard. Move your little pointer over there, or did you? Nope, up the top. Oh, no, 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 no. Same team. We're all on the same team. There's the left guard. So show us the right guard again, left guard again. Then stay over there. Left tackle's beside him. See his helmet over there? There's a, yeah, there's the left tackle. I'm going to come back over here. This big guy over here is the right tackle. There's the right tackle. And beside, between each one of them is a hole, and they number the hole. So the hole between the center and the right guard is the, is the zero hole. And then the, one, the next hole out is the two hole. And the next one out is the four hole. So you got even numbers on the right, odd numbers on the left. So the number right up the center is zero, all right, zero. But then one is on the left side. Two, uh, three is on the left side. Do you understand as you move out, wider, 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 wider? So these guys all know. So if I call 26 power, it says the two back, which is the tailback, is going to carry the ball through the six hole, which is clear out here, Spencer. Come clear outside this guy's number 50. Yeah, it's clear out here is the six hole. All right? Now, these guys all know where the ball's gone. But the guys on the other side of the ball, they don't have any idea where the ball's going to go. And they're all responsible for their gap. So what's the gap? Well, what's the gap? The gap's the area between you and the guy beside you. So the guys on the defense, the guy number 80 there, the guy number 96, they are defensive linemen. And we always taught them this, to fight pressure. When the ball is snapped, as soon as you come off the ball, you make contact with the guy, that guy is going to try to be turning you or taking you in one direction. Am I making sense here? The guy in the blue is going to engage the guy in the white and going to try to take him somewhere. He's going to try to turn him away from the play to get his butt between the ball carrier and the tackle. That's what he wants to do, all those guys up there. So we taught our linemen fight pressure. In other words, if the guy's trying to take you left, go right. If he's trying to take you right, go left. Fight 
pressure. That will be always the quickest way to get to the ball. Does that make sense to anybody out there? I know it makes sense to some guys. Here's the point, folks. If we don't know where the defense is going, if we don't know where the guys are going to run the ball, then our job is to do what? Can somebody tell me what our job is to do? Fight pressure. Fight pressure. Fight pressure. All you have to do is watch and listen to the devil's team, and you know where they're going to try to go. So what? Fight pressure. We haven't become very good at that. We have to become better at that because they show us what's going on. Thank you. Look at look here. How'd you like to have this thing stay at your house last night, huh? This old guy stayed at my house last night. He's getting big. He's had a birthday. How old are you, Davey? Seven. Seven years old, this dude. Dave plays hey, you want me to sing the birthday song? No, Happy we don't birthday. want to sing the birthday song. He wants to get some of pancakes great. Gigi made for it. Thanks, Davey, for bringing my phone down. Happy birthday to Davey. Yeah. Fight pressure. So we got to learn to fight pressure. We see what they're trying to do to us, folks, right? We can't allow them to do Can't allow them to do it. My, my, my email box, this one blew up. Well, it was over the weekend because, God, I so messed up. When I got, I don't usually travel like I did on during the week. I left home on Tuesday. I got back on Friday night. And I thought all day, I thought all day Saturday was Sunday. I was, I've, I've been so messed up trying to get my feet back under me. But, uh, but I, I know this, we have to fight pressure. And I, my, as I said, my email blew up with more more plants being, food plants being blown up, uh, uh, blown up, more fuel shortages, higher gas prices, inflation, water shortages. Mm. So what do we have to do, friends? We got to fight pressure. We got to fight pressure. We got to push back in these areas where the enemy is definitely trying to carry the football. We can't let him do that. So I want you to think about that as we traverse today's show. I got I got a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of stuff to talk about. But really, I want to hear from some of you guys some of the great things that went on this week. And let me get my let me get my notes up here real quick. Uh, uh, we had a great great time in Cape Cod. Uh, as I you know, I'm not going to talk more about that. You guys know what was going on out there. I came home from Cape Cod, and here's what I know. There are so many more of us than there are them. There are just so many more of us. And uh, we got to get organized. So we were out there with this group called Gideon's Army. I didn't get to the link. It doesn't matter. They're just us. They're not as radical as we are, but they're us. We get to unify with Gideon's Army and Gideon's Army. Uh, man, oh, man, oh, man. We gotta, we gotta, there it is. Gideon's a biblical encouragement for courage to live a victorious life. They're not as edgy on the street as we are, but they're us. They're us. And I was uh, uh, really, uh, really inspired to be able to be out there, out there with them. I had a great, had a great time through the Cape Cod gathering. But I want to show you this because this is really, really important. We go to the Faith Monument. I don't know how many of you guys are aware of this. By the way, I'm going to let you all come in there. Hey, I'm going to stop right now before I forget. Get the Faith Monument up there while Myra prays. Go ahead, Myra, praise in here. Coach, I will be on or two. Fight pressure, is, Martha, Myra. Fight pressure. <laughs> it is written, Luke 17, 22 through 27. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God shall come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Meaning you can't see it. You can't see the kingdom of God. Go ahead. Neither shall they say, Lo here, lo there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. It sure is. And he said unto the disciples, The days will come when ye shall desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and ye shall not see it. And they shall say to you, See here or see there. Go to order them nor follow them. For as lightning, that lightning, one one part under heaven, shineth unto the other part under heaven, so shall also son of man be in his day. But first must be suffered many things and be rejected of this generation. Amen. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They 
did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Jesus, you are welcome to Coach Dave Harrell, and we open our hearts to you. I release the anointing that breaks the power of evil. In Jesus' name, amen. There's a flood coming. There's a flood coming for sure. Thank you, thank you, Myra. Uh, I want to I want to talk about this real quick because I didn't I didn't really get a chance to cover it. And then I'm gonna <clears throat> really excuse me. I'm really gonna just kind of open things up here today, all right? And uh, hear about uh, several different things. But this is if you guys saw the movie Monumental with Kirk Cameron. Uh, I didn't see the movie. I mean, I was aware of it. I watched some of the clips. It just all right. That's why I said ah, that's all right. Well, I didn't, I didn't realize that there is a, they call it a monument to the forefathers in Plymouth, Massachusetts, 1620 Plymouth, Massachusetts. That's where the pilgrims landed, right? Well, we went there. I went to the Faith Monument, and I went to this Plymouth Rock. I actually saw the Plymouth Rock. And that, did you know this? Did you know the Luciferians changed the name of this monument to the National Monument to the Forefathers? That's not what it is, friends. It's not a national monument to the forefathers. It's a monument of the pilgrims. It's a, it's a monument to the faith of the pilgrims upon which they <clears throat> journeyed here to build the nation. I, 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 I thought about all the time that we waste going to Washington, D.C. and seeing that big obelisk and seeing the Capitol building and seeing the White House, and you go to the Faith Memorial, which is what it was originally called, and it is a... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a monument to the fact that the pilgrims built America upon faith. And they had four, they had four uh, themes, I guess. Scroll down, Spencer, just scroll down. The monument to the forefathers. Faith was the first theme of this monument. That's why they called it the faith monument. It says, just as the statue of Faith is a central figure in the forefathers' monument. The foundational building blocks of all society is the faith of the people. I'm not going to spend all this time on it. I'm, just, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. Scroll on down. The next one was morality. What? Yes. You, the pilgrims said you cannot build a nation without morality. No nation can long endure without virtue or morality in the people. A loss of principles and manners is the greatest threat to a free people and will cause its downfall more surely than any foreign enemy. Now, if you can pull back, Spencer, uh, this thing is built, it's got this big Lady Liberty in the middle of it, and then th- it has these four pillars around it, okay? There, there you see it. Okay, so just hold it right there. There's Lady Liberty up on top of it, and then on each one of these pillars, there's a, there's a faith, and then we just saw morality. These are the pillars, the foundations. Upon, how many of you have ever been to the faith mon- mon- monument? Anybody ever? Unbelievable. I never, I never, ever, I, I was blown away. Go yeah, back we've down been, yeah, we've been there. We've been there, Coach. It, it's awesome. It, it's it's most just awesome. People, yep. And they change, again, the Luciferians come in and change it to the, the monument to our founding fathers. Faith, morality. The next one is law. All nations have a religious foundation. They were are built upon a set of ideals and principles which are ultimately rooted in people's faith or in who or what they consider to be sovereign. These ideas are reflected in the laws of a nation. Hence, law is the working working religion of the people. Get that, folks? That ought to be underlined. Law is the working religion of the people. Law emanates from what a people consider to be right and true. Thus, when a society institutes laws, they are encoding what they consider to be truth, which reveals who they consider to be sovereign. And from a biblical perspective, law and truth are related. The founders of America considered the Bible to be the source of truth, and they sought to not only build their lives upon its precept, but also its civil laws. Now I'm going to throw this out because this has been on me from the time I came down the steps. Uh, I'll come back. If I don't come back, say, Coach, you're supposed to go back. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. The fourth pillar, what do you suppose it is? Education. People cannot be ignorant and free. Benjamin Franklin said that ignorance produces bondage. 
a nation of well-informed men who have been taught to know and prize the rights which God has given them cannot be enslaved. It is the region of ignorance that tyranny begins. Tyranny begins in misinformation, miseducation, lack of education, uh, uh, politicized information. That is what has happened to us. The Massachusetts School Law of 1647 which provide directions for educating youth begins, it is the being one chief project of the old deluder Satan to keep men from the knowledge of the scriptures. Unbelievable. Hang on a minute. Bet you didn't know this. Spencer, see if you're quick on your feet. The old deluder Satan act. See if you can find that, Spencer. Old deluder Satan act. Did you guys know this? Did you, did you know that it was instituted into our government? The Old Deluder Satan Act, 1647, it being one of the chief projects of that old deluder Satan to keep men from the knowledge of the scriptures, as in former times, keeping them in an unknown tongue, for in the latter times, by persuading from the rule of tongues, that of at least the true meaning of the original might be clouded with false, is written in that other English, right? There was a law called the Old Deluder Satan Law, which required what? Truth be taught. The law required that truth be taught. This is all part of this time when the pilgrims came over here. Oh, now listen, Sheila Holm told me this. This blew me away too. Bear with me here a second. I, didn't, I, never, I never put this together in my mind. Never put it together. The pilgrims came and started America. They were the ones that we know about the Mayflower came over and and uh, Plymouth Rock and the Mayflower Compact, and they began to build a religious community. And then they were followed by secular Europeans. You hear me, friends? It was the secular Europeans that came in and took over and founded much of America. The pilgrims came in, laid the cornerstone, and then the secularists followed. And it's like, so happens so often, the secularists, they reject religion. That's where we are today. So I wanted to go over real quick the faith monument, not the monument to our founding fathers. No, 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 no. The faith monument. And uh, we're working and partnering with I am, not we are. You are. We all are. Liberty is the fruit of a people with biblical faith, morality, law, and education. And education is liberty. The forefathers monument, that's not the name of it, tells us that Christianity produces liberty. God is the author of liberty, all liberty. Now, why, friends, would this faith monument not be a go-to place for all Christians? Why would it not be? You don't tell us about it. That old deluder Satan doesn't tell us about it, does it? No. It's kind of, it's, hey, Coach, it's, it's a little hidden out there. You know, it's oh. not really, uh, you have to know where it is. Uh, you have to go looking for it's, it. It's not, it's not very obvious. You got to go looking for it. You got to go looking for it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's unbelievable. So, so uh, let me double back to what I want to try to get to, and then uh, I'm going to open, open it up here. Uh, Spencer, uh, look up lawful. Lawful. Mr. Webster. I don't know what Lawful. Says it's agreeable to law, conformable, conformable to law, allowed by law, legal, legitimate, constituted by law, rightful, rightful. Now, folks, we get these two things confused: lawful and legal. They are not the same. In other words, you could pass a law. Or you could have a Supreme Court decision saying that killing a baby was legal, but it can never be lawful. Do you understand that? Do you understand what they've done to us? You can pass a law saying a man can marry a a man, and it will be legal, but it will never be lawful. Those are not the same things, right? What's legal, Spencer? Legal. According to law, lawful, permitted by law. Which law? 
what law is a permittable bossy? So something can be legal and never be lawful. And something can be lawful and never be legal. Oh, my Ooh. goodness. Get to our, back to our roots and understand exactly what's going on. That's what the whole Constitution was all about. Congress shall make no law. Congress makes laws. But some laws they make are not lawful. They're illegal laws. We're going to have to come to the settlement in our own heart whether or not we're going to continue to follow illegal laws or things that are legal but not lawful. Ultimately, are you going to be able to stand before the Lord and say, Lord, I continue to pay all my taxes to kill babies of Planned Parenthood because it was legal. It was the legal thing to do. Really? Really? Well, that emanates from a different set of laws, a different legality. That's what we're dealing with today. Uh, what else, Coach? What else do you want to say? So, listen, one more thing, and I'm going to open it up here. I'm kind of all over the place this morning. i got to be honest with you. Uh, uh, I'm all, I've been all confused all weekend. didn't know what day it was. Pull up Bonhoeffer's email. <clears throat> now, this is kind of long, and if you're, not, uh, if you're not watching this, this may be hard for you. This is what Bonhoeffer said, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He said, stupidity is, more da- is a more dangerous enemy of the good than malice. Stupidity, more dangerous than malice. One may protest against evil. It can be exposed and, if need be, prevented by use of force. Evil always carries within itself the germ of its own subversion and that it leaves behind in human beings at least a sense of unease. Against stupidity, we're defenseless. Neither protests nor the use of force accomplish anything against stupidity. Reason falls on deaf ears. Facts that contradict one's prejudgment simply need not believed. In such moments, the stupid person even becomes critical. And when facts are irrefutable, they are just pushed aside as inconsequential as incidental. And all this, the stupid person, in contrast to the malicious one, is utterly self-satisfied and being easily irritated becomes dangerous by going on the attack. For that reason, greater caution is called for than with a malicious one. Never again will we try to persuade the stupid person with reasons, for it is senseless and dangerous. If we want to know how to get better, if we want to know how to get the better of stupidity, we must seek to understand its nature. This much is certain, that it is, that it is in essence not an intellectual defect, but a human one. There are human beings who are of remarkably agile intellect, yet stupid, and others who are intellectually quite dull, Yet anything but stupid. Let me let me take a comparison there. Some of these highfalutin physicists and, and uh, architects, and Bob Evans. Architects couldn't do what Bob Evans did on that cross, right? When he put that cross up for us, we discover this to our surprise in particular situation. The impression one gains is not so much that stupidity is a congenital defect but that under certain circumstances, people are made stupid or they allow this to happen to them. People are made stupid. We know further that people who have isolated themselves from others or who live in solitude manifest this defect less frequency than individuals or groups of people inclined or condemned to sociability. If you're alone at home with a Bible and reading what you want to read, it's hard to make you stupid. It's only when they turn on the TV and you get these experts on TV who talk to you that you become stupid. And so it would seem that stupidity is perhaps less a psychological than a sociological problem. Stupidity! That's what we're dealing with in America. Come on in, Jack. Can't hear you, Jack. I'm just sitting here checking. 
I'm just sitting here chuckling, Coach. You're hitting it right on lawful, legal, liberty. Liberty is the freedom to do what is right. License is the freedom to do what is illegal. Boom. We got to get these words, and and they didn't push back on the on the uh, on the uh, monument, Coach. They just renamed it. Just renamed it. Just destroyed it. it. Yep. Just. It should have been the fathers. Monument, not the forefathers' monument. It was a, yeah, I, well, the pilgrims. It was the pilgrims because again, yeah, remember this. Yeah. I, I never, I never thought about till Sheila, Sheila said it. I never thought about the fact that secularists made their way over here. Secularists are the ones who overran the Indians and destroyed everything. It was secularists that did that. It wasn't it? Wasn't Christian people? As hard as we, uh, it is for us to accept that. Jessica, come on in. Good morning, Coach. I just wanted to say we did take our boys to that monument, and um, you can spend a lot of time there. There's a lot of symbolism in that monument, and if you follow the website and go around the four sides, and you can you can talk for a long time about everything that's on there. It's it's amazing. It um, just a clarification, not to confuse the woman at the top with the Statue of Liberty, because it's not right. the same. Her name yeah. is actually Faith. The, the woman at the top of that monument, her name is Faith. Amen. Thank you. That's right. Not, this, not the uh, demonic Statue of Liberty. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The demonic uh, Statue of Liberty sitting out in New York that everybody wants to go see. Why don't they want you to go see the Coach, Faith monument? Coach, yeah. let me follow up on this one thing there. Um, they, didn't, they didn't make it illegal to go there. Obama <coughs> took away the porta potties <laughs> so you wouldn't stay long. Oh, great. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Come on in, Mel <clears throat> and Jonathan. So I just want to mention, anybody who's interested in going there, the Resistance Chicks are planning a trip there in September from the 9th to the 11th. Um, it's going to be kind of an immersive weekend, so um, you, that gives you time to plan. So if you're interested, go to their website and, um, you know, take a look at that. Thank you, Mel. Actually, we're going to partner with them. I just spoke to them this weekend because I, so, I was so impressed by uh, – our need to be able to go there and see that and understand that uh, that they they they've planned to return doing an event there on nine one one, and mark that uh, pencil that in on your calendar. It's something truly uh, all of us need to see. Jonathan, come on in. Morning, John. Oh, good morning. Congratulations, morning. Jonathan. Sons just made the All Star team in the uh, Cape Cod League. Congratulations, Jonathan. Um, the thing that. I've been struggling with, with the Pilgrims uh, Society is there's a confusion and I think we need to make note of it. So in 1902, it's in Wikipedia. I was going to send you the link. Uh, if you look up Pilgrim Society on Wikipedia, the, the wicked, the Illuminati started it in 1902 by Sir Harry Britton. Mm. It was a British American society and is not to be confused with the Pilgrim Society of Plymouth, Mass. So who are the members of the one that they put together? Henry Kissinger, Margaret Thapper, Casper Weinberger, Douglas Fairbanks. All these terrible people, are. they call themselves the Pilgrim Society. So let's be uh, very aware of the Illuminati takeover of the Pilgrim Society. Unbelievable, isn't it? Folks, is it unbelievable? Everywhere you look, everywhere you look. Remember, <clears throat> Satan comes as an angel of light. Comes as an angel of light. Are you? It come, comes, looks like he's doing some good stuff. How about this one? I, I, I'm just going to slip this one in. Oh, do I have to say that? Rumor has it. Amway. Amway, deeply, deeply Masonic. Sorry, friends, do your own research on it. Amway, deeply Masonic. And wasn't one of the Amway girls in, in Trump's administration? Didn't they put her right up there? I think they did. Come on in, Betty. Good morning. I was going to say with Amway, Melalika used to be their big, big product. So now a lot of those Patriot supplies and all is all part, they have Melaleuca, which is part of basically Amway. And yep. people realize it. Yeah, but we don't, like an angel of light. Always comes like an angel of light for sure. Come on in, Myra. Yeah, Myra, go ahead then, Rochelle. Yes, Coach. I just want to thank the Lord 
uh, for the beautiful events this past weekend, um, thanks to um, Dr. Diamond, I got to read Proverbs 11 and Psalm uh, 105. And uh, the future events that they're coming were just so privileged, and we praise them. First Chronicles 16.21-23. He allowed no one to oppose, oppose them. For their sake, he rebuked kings. Do not touch my anointed ones. Do my prophets no harm. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Hallelujah. Amen, Myra. That's what we need to do. So I want to open it up. I'm going to bring in Rochelle right now. And then I want to hear a report from our uh, uh, our Maryland group in particular out there who did the the Spiritual Warfare Conference. Uh, Bobby Lee, God bless Bobby Lee as always. Bobby took videos and posted the videos. They're free. They're on our video site. Steve Hemphill was there. Uh, I haven't had a chance to see him yet, but Bobby's posting them all there, so you guys will be able to be part of them. So somebody get ready to come and give me an update on, on that. And uh, I talked about that. Go ahead, uh, Rochelle. Come on in. God bless you. Hallelujah, Myra. Um, good morning, team. Yeah, I just had a comment about Amway. Um, it was a couple months ago, and they there was thousands of people at these different hotels along the beaches here in Florida, and they were all um, they all only spoke English. They weren't from America, and they all uh, had Amway lanyards on, like that was their cover. So they had uh, evidently been bussed in or however to Florida and under the cover of Amway being allowed to stay at these high-end, high-dollar hotels all along the beaches of Florida. And this took up several different hotels. It wasn't just one place. But um, so, yeah, they're a cover for something for sure. I have some, I have some, uh, some deeper information of Amway that uh, just not prepared <laughs> Just to put it out there, I don't want to get sued. <laughs> so we're, I'm going to tighten things up a little bit better. But, uh, yeah, man, there's some, there's some wicked stuff. Okay, come on. Somebody help me out. How, uh, Craig, somebody with some zeros out there, fill us in a little bit on what took place this weekend there in Maryland. Somebody, mic's, mic's open. Well, okay, Coach. Well, we had a really good uh, good turnout. We had probably, I'd say, between almost 10 people from um, Past Salt, um, Steve Deck, Bobby Lee, PA Brett, Mountain Man came down, Myra, Betty. So we had a, you know, a presence there. Um, and we had, of course, Steve speak and, you know, he carries his own. Uh, John Diamond came down and, um, you know, I was able to get, invite uh, my pastor and a few other pastors. And I could see the wheels turning when he was talking about Roman 13 and, you know, legal and lawful and stuff like that. So, you know, some good messages got out there. Um that um, we've been trying to kind of echo out there into the, the people's ears. Um, and uh, it was you know, pretty well attended. I think we had around 70-ish or something. And um, people were engaged. Um, a lot of them stayed from 8.30 till 8 at night. You know? And, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of learning went on there. So it was a really good event. And we're still, actually, he's going to be speaking there tonight at the Assemblies of God Church. Um, so anybody in a particular area can come free, no charge. So. Amen, uh, Craig. That was, uh, Betty went out there. I know Betty went out there. What was your take on it, Betty? Oh, I loved it. It was so inspirational. Um, that man, I tell you what, he's got some stories. I tell you, you need to subscribe to him. I tell you what, if it doesn't change your idea about spiritual warfare, nothing will. And uh, I want to say thank you to Craig because he brought his horses, and I was trying to figure out how to – trade my little horse, Dingo, for a big horse of his, and I haven't figured that out. But thank you. It was awesome. It was so inspirational. Praise the Lord. And by the way, also, I tried to put some notes here this morning. I always try to do that, right? Um, We are going back to Wisconsin. Ray, are you in here this morning? I don't even know if Ray would be in here or if Neil's going to be in here. Uh, Yeah, I'm here, Coach. I'm here. Fill, fill us in a little bit, Ray, because these are some of these things that people have to get on their schedules ahead of time. And I know that there's there's been some, uh, uh, you know, some indecision. That's maybe that's not even the right word about boy when we're going to do it, how we're going to do it, what we're going to do with. It. Hey, friends, look, Chad Estes has already told us that from 
really from a training standpoint, folks, we are getting so – did you know – I got – is this one of my half here? I don't know. Do you know they say that uh, Lake Mead – Lake Mead out there, I showed you last week, will have uh, – will be producing no water to Los Angeles in 20, uh, 2023. No water. No water. You see what's going on from a famine standpoint, from a food standpoint. So we are mo- we're shifting into a really a different mode, maybe not even a mode that all of us even understand what we're supposed to be doing. But we have to be getting prepared and getting ourselves ready because, as, uh, as I said last week, Juan O'Savin said we're about to go into a near-death experience. America is going into a near-death experience. But we're going we're gonna to emerge on the other side of it. Go ahead, Ray, and then Jonathan. Go ahead, Ray. Ray. Yeah, well, like you opened up with, fight the pressure. Uh, a year ago, I thought this was all over. We're not going to be meeting anymore. Uh, things are just going too chaotic. But no, we've got to stay in the game. We've got to occupy until it comes. And this is going to be a great opportunity to gather once again. Uh, a lot of people, like you say, they need that connection. They need that fellowship. We need to not build our own silos, but to see who is all around us. And this is going to be a great opportunity to get together. It's going to be pretty much uh, like it was last year in Hatley, Wisconsin, at Neil and Mary's farm. They've been gracious, opened that place up. Uh, it's a beautiful place to come to and gather. He's got some uh, dry docking for those that want to come and bring their campers. And uh, we're in the process of uh, building up a team of uh, speakers that are going to be there. It's going to be an awesome time like we did uh, at Sky High, to just get some fellowship in, get to know yeah. your neighbors, get to know your people. What? Make What's the date, Ray? What's the right? date there, buddy? What's the it's date? September 9th, 10th, and 11th, the week after Labor Day weekend. So uh, we didn't want to uh, schedule it that same week. Neil and Neil and Mary had that time off, and, and they were gracious to open that slot and let us use their facilities. And, uh, it'll be a good time. 9, 10, 10, 11. 9th, 10th, and 11th, Friday, Saturday. Awesome, awesome Ray. Good work, man. Let us know how we can have what you need. Uh, Jonathan, come on in. Yeah, God gave me a word this morning. Uh, the word uh, is found in Psalm 55, verse 22. Cast your burden on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. So the Amen. word the word sustain very clearly was given to me and I wanted to share it with you guys. And I wanted to add one more thing uh, besides the fact that we're not going to be moved if we're righteous. That's obvious, right? Is what is a burden? And when you look up the Strong's Concordance, it's a lot, something that has been given. So all of us have a burden. I know I have a burden um, given to me by the Lord. And I have to explain this to my wife many times. I said, what do you do when you get a burden like this? I told the Lord I would help bring this nation back to him. I didn't know what I was saying. This was at 9-11 when I saw the buildings coming down, watched it live. And uh, that burden won't leave you, but he will sustain us. That's the word. So be encouraged, folks. If you're a righteous person fighting the fight, just like Coach talked about with the blocking and the tackling and the gap assignments and so forth and so on, each of us have a pressure that we're fighting against. Uh, you know, it's the culture stuff, but for us, it's a, you know, for a lot of us, it's our children and trying to keep them on the path of righteousness. And we know where the enemy's going. He's trying to get that rising generation, and we got to fight that pressure. We got—I don't know how we're going to win, but we got to figure it out. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Fight pressure, baby. Fight pressure. Come on in, Dale. Well, I just, uh, you know, the event that's coming up, I know it's not a pass assault event, but I know you have a lot of attachment and strings to it with the Operation Save America. You know, this is going to be the first post-Roe versus Wade event that has ever taken place. And people like Matrawilla, Jason Storms, Rusty Thomas, Flip Benham, Bradley Dean is also going to be there teaching, which is going to be pretty unique. But, you know, Coach, you, the, the the huddle and the people in this place have been way ahead of this. The tip of the spear talking about the food rationing. I, my old work truck, obviously, I have barely any kind of radio signal in it. And so when I turn it on 99.5 and, and, and I hear Sean Hannity come on there, and guess what he's talking? 
He said, folks, there's a food shortage coming. Listen, by the mm. time you get, we, you and this group and people have been talking about this for over a year. We're ahead of this game. We've made preparations. Yeah. But I want to share a little something special. It's not, it's not about real, me. Real, real, real quick, Dale, before you do that, when's the OSA event? Okay, so it starts this up and coming Saturday. And so the 23rd through the 31st. And where is it? It's in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. All right. So All right, it's, it's, yeah, you're absolutely welcome, Coach. We that's where I met you, right? This is man, this is where we cut our teeth. But brother, here's listen, when we hear God's voice, you know, something happened in my church yesterday, brother. I'm sitting in the back and my, my associate pastor Randy's just praying and pouring out his spirit. The you know, I don't know what the electric bills are like up in the north, but down here, because of the storms. Our our electrical bills have doubled. So imagine you were paying one thing. Now you're paying double this. Man, the Lord laid it out my heart yesterday, brother, to just start writing checks back to people in the congregation to help alleviate this sudden, because everything is going up except for wages, right? Yep. And brother, yep. yesterday, man, we I, I ran out of checks helping people in the congregation this is what the church in the book of acts did it says when the people gave it to the apostles and laid it at their feet they distributed it back to the people as they saw need and brother the tears that were there because these people are struggling so this is the challenge to help people out because these people in your sphere they're there's they're they are drowning in this kind of a thing so brother it was an honor instead of receiving, but absolutely just being non-profitable, giving it back to the people yesterday. Amen, Pastor Dale. Amen. So, so hang on I, real quickly. I, I'm going to let somebody else jump in here. I, I'm, I, the Lord just spoke to me on that. Go to 1 Corinthians, uh, John, or, uh, Spencer, if you could. 1 Corinthians 9, verse 7. But Dale said, remember, folks, the storehouse. Why, why do you guys have a storehouse? Why do you have a storehouse? You know, we talk about the tithe and the offering, that there'll be meat in my house. Well, what's the meat in the storehouse for? Isn't the meat in the storehouse for those who might need it, might be in need of it? Isn't that the purpose of a storehouse? So when you pay your tithes and offerings, is it to buy smoke machines and padded pews and carpet and fog machines? And is that what it's for? And salaries to the staff, is that really what it's for? That's not a storehouse. The storehouse is a place that you go to get things. And it says in 1 Corinthians 9, verse 7, and I harp on this a lot because we are here at Coach Dave Live. We're a storehouse. We give out a lot, more than you guys will ever know. And look what it says here. Who goes a warfare at any time at his own charges? Can you imagine being a soldier and going to war and having to buy your guns and your bullets? And your rations. Paul said, who does that? Or who plants a vineyard? Who plants a garden and don't eat out of it? Who would do that? Or who feeds a flock and you don't even get any of the milk out of the flock? What's the message Bible say on that one, Jonathan? Or Spencer, I'm sorry. My brain's fried here this morning. What's the message say on that? I'm not shying. Uh, no, nine, seven, nine. There it is. Uh, is that it? Nine. Oh, verse seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You don't seem to have to raise the question. Blah, 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 blah. So why me? Is it just Barnabas and I who have to go alone and pair our own way? Are soldiers self-employed? Are gardeners forbidden to eat vegetables from their own gardens? Don't dairy farmers get to drink the fill from the pail? That's what a church is supposed to be. That's the whole purpose of tithes and offerings. If you believe in tithing. The purpose of it is what? For meat for those in the house. God bless you, Dale, for doing that, man. God bless you. Come on, Emma. Coach, it was the Holy Spirit. I know that. You do the same thing, brother. You have done this, brother. I love it. it. To me, it's like the challenge of being non-profitable. We call ourselves non-profitable organizations, but most of us are in it for the profit, right? That's right. That's right. And we don't, hey, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Spencer, go to Webster real quick. What is profitable? Because the Bible uses that term, you know, profitable. 
yielding or bringing profit or gain, gainful, lucrative, useful, and advantageous. So profitable should be useful and advantageous. It's not a big bank account, baby. Go ahead, Emma. When our son went to Afghanistan, he had to buy the magazine for his M16 because the ones they provided did not work. Also, when he came back back to the States, he had to pay for the food that they gave him. Are you kidding me? So there we know that that our army, our military is out of biblical alignment. Right there you know that. Andrea, come on in. You have to unmute yourself. She, may, she, may, she could have accidentally muted herself. Anyway, Andrea, we want to hear from you. Call back, Myra. Yes, Coach. Um, I just want to talk about us uh, during this past weekend uh, with Greg being the leader and just about all of us. There was definitely a fellowship of the Holy Spirit in that building. Uh, we read in First um, Corinthians six nineteen. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. Hallelujah. Spencer, what's a temple? A public edifice erected in honor of some deity. Wow. Among pagans, it's a building erected to some pretended deity in which the people assemble to worship. Originally, temples were open places, as in Stonehenge. In Rome, some of the temples were open and called Sakella. Others were roofs and called Odes. The most celebrated ancient pagan temples was that of Belus in Babylon that of Vulcan at Memphis, that of Jupiter at Thebes, that of Diana at Ephesus, that of Apollo in Miletus, that of Jupiter Olympius in Athens, and that of Apollo at Delphi. <laughs> but not us, right? We're the temple of the Holy Spirit. Number three says a place in which the divine present specially resides. A place where the divine present specially resides. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit the spot where the divine presence abides. How about that? Jeff, come on in, then Mark. Coach, we made it to Kishopton Sunday. That's I got where rained the- out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was raining. Well, that's where the play was heading, so we were heading that way to cut them off. We got there. The pro-death people canceled. They didn't show up. Pastor Bill said, I think part of it is, too, they didn't get the gazebo. So we got to set up anyways, even because we had the gazebo. So we had some different things we'd done. We had prayer for just the Lord stopping the abortion thing. And then we got to speak to some teenagers. And we had Janelle and Connie sang a few songs. And we got, we got to pull it off still what we wanted to do. So the second thing is, is the school board meeting last week at East Knox, they had the last two months, and I'm kind of vague on some of this, so i got to get more understanding from Pastor Matt. He's on the board. But they're trying to change the bathroom signs at East Knox, and they're threatening them with a million dollars out of their food budget. Pastor Matt, they've, they're standing on it. They're not doing it. They got a hold of the attorney. They said, uh, Pastor Matt told, there was a reporter there from Knox Pages. They never come to the school board meetings, but they caught wind of this. So they, he told Knox Pages, he said, listen to me. I would rather a kid go hungry than change them signs on the bathroom door and mess with their minds. Mm. So the reporter looked at him and said, you mean you want to starve kids to death? He looked at him and said, don't you dare twist what I said. And he looked at the rest of the board members and said, did everybody hear that? This man better (laughs) not change my words. Oh, it is great. So we're going to follow up on that and see what's going on. See, that's uh, folks. That's how they get you. Huh? It's how they hook you, right? A little bit of federal funds, little federal funds, and then they come in, want to come in and want to run the school for you. Mark. Where's our temple? Where's our temple supposed to be, Coach? When you take uh, it on Christ, where's your temple supposed to go? You hang it on the cross. All hmm. of the little G gods, they erect monuments, and people go to the monument. Yeah. 
See, we're supposed to be a monument that people come to to meet Jesus. A walking that monument. That is so walking significant. Monument. We are right. a walking monument that people can come meet Jesus. Now, what has the devil done? He's had us erect stuff all over their Capitol buildings. You know, and the little G gods follow this. They build their monuments for people to go worship. The Shiva yeah. monument in front of CERN, etc. You, you've hit on something here. Think about the church. A church is supposed to be a temple where you go meet Jesus. Can you even yeah. go to a church and meet Jesus unless it's Dale's church, for instance? Right? Yeah. That is, that, that's, a, that's, that, that's good stuff, Coach. Thanks. Well, because we don't, again, again hey. we've lost sight that we're the temple. Yeah, John. Hey, Mark, this is, the Lord has made, uh, I drove through the night to get back to North Carolina. And one thing I want to say, Coach, it was dry as a bone up there in Massachusetts. It was dry as a bone in New Jersey. But when I hit the border of North Carolina, it was green. So there's something going on with the weather, too, that God is going to reveal. Because these bad governors, evil governors, bad governments are going to be judged, I think, in this time of food and everything like that. Your death experience coming, brother. There's a new yeah, death experience. Yeah, I just want to talk about that temple thing. Okay, so what the Lord has been revealing to me is that the soul is the temple. And we have to put Yeshua, Jesus Christ, at the center of our soul. And I don't think the church has a clue how to do that. So what Mark just said, we are the living temple. All these things we're talking Amen. about, the monuments, they're dead idols. That's what Paul would That's say right. if he was alive today. It's That's all right. dead. Why are we worried about dead things? Concrete, granite. Yeah, it's some energy yeah. inside of the stone. But we're the living temple of the Lord. We living have the epistles. power. We have it. Living epistles written from by men, right? That's what it's about, right? The whole thing. We've been we've been we've been so conditioned. Come on in, Jeff. Hey Spencer, get ready. Get, I'm sorry. Hang on, Jeff. Uh, Spencer, get ready. Uh, put up that. Uh, P, uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, the economy in one chart. Put that up. Go ahead, Jeff. Well, I will say this much. We did have some people show from our church. We had about 22 of us come out. Sad thing is only about seven of them were men. The rest were women. But we had a few more, you know what I mean? But we had some show up. So even old Nancy showed up. She come out. She ain't been out in a while. Good. We got to come out hot because, listen, uh, if, we don't go, if we don't fight pressure, pressure is going to bury us. I found this thing online today. I thought it was really, really want to understand why America is under such threat in regards to the, uh, uh, the new world order, the economic change, whatever. Look at this, folks. This is a graph of the economies of the world. Look at that. United States, $25.3 trillion. China is right behind us at $19.9 trillion. But look at the other ones. Look how piddling these the UK is only 3.4 trillion dollars. Where is where's Russia? We're so worried about the Russians. I can't even find them on the chart. Japan, Brazil. In other words, the amount of there's Russia down at the very bottom, down at six o'clock. What's it say? How big's Russia's economy? 1.8 trillion? That's all Russia's producing? 1.8 trillion? So you have to understand, folks, why is the Luciferian New World Order, folks, why are they after the United States? Why do they want to have a one-world economy? Well, sure they do. They want to come and take it all from us. Can't you see what's going on? Can't you see it? Can't you see that when they get these little organizations together, the, the NATOs and all that, it's nothing more than tapping into our resources. That's exactly what's going on. So this power grab that's going on all across America, don't miss out on it. China, the United States, we're in a race. That's where the battle's being fought. Keith, come in and Angie. Is that fiat economy? I'm sure it is, brother. Good question. Ain't none of it any good, is it? Not None of it's probably in godly money. I agree with that one. Angie. Hey, I just want to talk about your global economy. I was with uh, my friend Robert Owens, who's with the John Birch Society here in Ohio, and he yes. has a phenomenal uh, presentation that he's going to be doing July 31st up here in Fairfield County on this exact topic about how the New World Order is 
absolutely have to take down the American economy because they want to model us after the Chinese economic and social construct. Mm -hmm. the, the research that has gone into this is phenomenal. When I get more information and details, I will keep you guys posted on that. But we're going to be having that July 31st at 6.30 down in Fairfield County. Um, and it's going to be a great presentation, so I encourage everybody to come out and see it. That's awesome, Angie. And by the way, the John Birch Society is still doing pretty good work, folks. I don't know how much uh, you're familiar with them. They got a bad rap. They've had a bad rap, but uh, they're still fighting hard for for our Christian heritage, as uh, as tough a fight as that is. One one more thing, and this is kind of to, to close it out today. Pull up if you could the um, the mailing list of the guys who are in still in jail. Maybe we can put this in the chat, and I really don't know what to do with it, folks. But I think that's something that Mel, maybe we ought to maybe we ought to focus on, and how we can. These guys are still in in federal in jail, federal jail. Uh, I don't even know where all of them are. This list was sent to me this morning, and uh, we can put that in the chat, and the, that would be something. Maybe we ought to just kind of figure out, try to figure out how we're going to be more effective with those guys, and on the same path. Sean uh, is going. To, Sean Witzman, who was a J6 prisoner, is going to be with me again today on Brideon. And the reason I'm bringing him on Brideon is I'm trying to do everything I can to get his message out. And we have people who watch us on Brideon that don't watch us on CoachDaveLive.com. And by the way, go to Stop Hate. Can you go to Stop Hate? Stop Hate. The video that uh, Sean and uh, oh my brain, come on brain. It was released last night, Bloody Hill. The documentary Bloody Hill is available to be watched. Now, you got to go online, click, follow up on it. You know, Sean showed us this the other day when we were in, uh, in Cape Cod. But the, another behind-the-scenes story of exactly what happened. And, uh, uh, God, my brain. David, uh, son, uh, help me out, somebody. Thumbnail, couldn't get it. David Summerall's involved with it. Juan O'Savin's involved with it. This is another powerful uh, expose of the lie that really took place behind the scenes on this. So uh, go there. Sign up. Go watch that Go watch that video. Quickly to Angie, then Jessica. Sorry, I Jessica. Go ahead, Jessica. I was going to say, Coach, that we like to call these people a lot of things, if, if they are even people. But what they really are is parasites. That's all they are. They're parasites. That's all they are. They are. They are. And to think, as, as uh, someone mentioned before, how much this money isn't even money. They print the stinking money uh, over time. Over ta they inflate everything around you, give you money to – so so that you have the money to afford the new inflation and then tax you in a higher tax bracket. What a racket it is. Randy, last one for the day. Go, Randy. Randy's gone. No? No, Randy. <laughs> he sure did. All right, don't ever forget this, folks. We're in a war. America is facing what they call a, what we've been calling a near-death experience. We need to prepare more and more and more to understand that not only is a war coming, we are already at war, economic war. I want you to finish with this. I, I was riding with uh, Judah. Uh, you guys don't know, it doesn't matter. When I was coming home from Cape Cod, he took me to the airport. And I point this out to everybody that travels, so write this, write this one down. I want you to count the next time you're out on the road, I want you to count the number of gas tankers that you see. And what do you mean by a gas tanker? Gas tanker is the big gas, the big trucks that carry gas. All right? We were going into Boston, and it was bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic on basically on both sides of the road. And I pointed out to, to Judd, who was driving me, and said, Hey, Judd, keep your eye open. Let me know when you see one fuel tanker, just one. Still waiting. He texted me when he was driving all the way back home from, from uh, Austin to Ohio. Coach, might have seen one. 
So I'm asking a question here, folks, about some of the big lies that are going on around us. What if gas isn't really gas? Where are these gas? How many gas tankers should there be on the road to fill all the gas stations that you run into in every city? Go on the freeway and look out there and just go 20, 40, 60, 80. Just count the gallons of gasoline it would take to fill all those cars in front of you. Where are the gas tankers that's carrying the fuel? Hmm. Something happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear. There's a man with a gun over there telling me I got to beware. See you at Brighty on today at 11. God bless you, folks. See you tomorrow.